It is the responsibility of the nonprofit organization or social enterprise to provide a path to the fulfillment of its mission in a manner that is appealing to the client, aligned with their goals for themselves, and accountability-driven to increase the likelihood of them reaching those goals. So where do you begin? Welcome to Life and Leadership with Kim Williams. I'm the CEO of Interfaith Family Services, a nonprofit that provides housing, help, and hope for families facing homelessness. I'm also the principal of Kim Williams Consulting, a change management firm that empowers nonprofits to change for the better. And I'm the author of Diary of an Insecure CEO, How I Went from Feeling Rejected to Raising Millions. I've led through a variety of organizational issues while raising over $50 million to fight poverty and learning a lot in the process. I created this podcast to share those lessons and help you to successfully navigate life and leadership. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited about today's podcast. Today, we are going to talk about measuring impact. Now, listen, do not turn off the podcast. I know the data and numbers and research and stats aren't the favorite of most people, but they are essential to the success of your organization and to the improvement of the community. So we need to talk about it. We need to talk about why you need to do it and do it more effectively and how to do it. So let's get started. As a social change agent, I believe that nonprofits should be social enterprises that produce a real and measurable return on their donors' investment. I wholeheartedly believe that we must move from a focus on service alone into a focus on impact. As a result of this belief, I often ask my consulting clients this question, how do you know that you're making a difference? Now, most of the time I'll get a client's story or a comment or how many people they served at this event or through this program. But when I push and then ask, how do you know that you're making a significant and sustainable difference in the lives of your clients? That's when the client either gets quiet or I get what I'm looking for in terms of facts, figures, and stats. But why do I ask this question? Because the truth is always in the numbers. I tell my team at Interfaith that our client stories illustrate the change we make, but they don't prove it. Because even a broke clock is right twice a day, and even a bad organization can have a success story or two. The way that we know that we're making a difference is by the measurable outcomes that are produced, get this, by the majority of our clients. The data tells the real story. Now, that story isn't always good. I've told you before, when I started at Interfaith, I asked my leadership team those same questions that I asked my consulting clients, and guess what? The data was not good. Our mission was to help homeless families achieve self-sufficiency, and while we had a history of doing so, the tremendous growth that we had in the years prior to my arrival, coupled with a leadership 
vacancy caused a bit of mission drift. So when I arrived, we were helping families to stay off the streets through our transitional housing units, and we were even helping them to find jobs, but we weren't doing it in a sustainable way that would result in self-sufficiency. How did I know this? I knew it because of the data. Our graduation rate was just 40%, indicating that the majority of our clients were were not completing our program. Our average graduate wage was $9.46, which was not a livable wage for a single mom of two that represented our average family. And in our children's programs, two thirds of our children were reading one or more grade levels behind. And in our children's program, two thirds of our children were one or more grade levels behind in reading. Just over 50% of our graduates were homeless six months later, which also indicated that the impact was not sustainable. It was clear that we had work to do, and that work would begin by creating outcome targets that aligned with our goals for family self-sufficiency. What's interesting is that while we were tracking outcomes, we didn't have any targets. The team at the time believed that all we could do was offer help but we cannot influence the outcomes because they believe that it was up to the clients to decide whether or not to take the help we offered. Now, fundamentally, that's true. But let's face it. If we could not influence human behavior, TV would have a lot less commercials and social media would not have our algorithms. So, We can influence behavior, but first we have to create the targets and then build a system that will help increase the likelihood of each client achieving those targets. So how do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Let's talk strategy. It's the responsibility of the nonprofit organization or social enterprise to provide a path to the fulfillment of its mission in a manner that is appealing to the client, aligned with their goals for themselves, and accountability-driven to help increase the likelihood of the client reaching those goals. But where do you begin? What is the best way for a nonprofit organization to create outcomes that align with this mission? How do you create an outcome measurement system? Well, you establish your outcome targets in a way that provides a clear and logical progression for your client to reach their ultimate goal. So let me say that again. You establish outcome targets that provide a clear and logical progression for your client to reach their ultimate goal. So again, our ultimate goal goal for our client was self-sufficiency for homeless families. So we created five simple self-sufficiency outcomes, which were basically major milestones from crisis to self-sufficiency. So what does it look like? So think about where your client starts and where you want them to end and what they need first. For us, it began with stable housing. Once the immediate need was met, we need, we then went on to focus on sufficient income. We help our clients to secure employment at a livable wage for their family size and budget. 
through career training and coaching. And then after employment was secured, we focus on building a saving safety net to help insulate the family against future financial crisis that could lead to homelessness. We do that through financial coaching designed to reduce debt and build savings simultaneously. And then next, once the family is stable and beginning to succeed financially, we help break the cycle of poverty by helping their children achieve success in school via childcare that gives a child an early head start on education or through tutoring and homework help that empowers children to fill in any academic gaps that exist, catch up if necessary, and excel. Finally, we help every family create a sustainability plan by creating a five-year career plan and a life plan to continue to pursue their professional and personal growth. So these five goals create a natural progression from homelessness to self-sufficiency. So how do you do that for your organization? Well, number one, you define the end result of what programming looks like for your client. You literally see what, ask yourself, what does that look like physically? What will they have? Um, Where will they be? What will be the status of their family economically? Um, in terms of health, whatever your mission is, you you define it. Then you give, number two, then you give the end results defining characteristics. For example, if your mission is to help families go from welfare to work, then the defining characteristics would be a job with a livable wage that allows the family to obtain employment and medical and dental benefits, to pay their rent without subsidy, to purchase food without assistance, to save money each month. Those could be some of your defining characteristics. If your mission is to help school-aged children break the cycle of poverty, you may define those characteristics as um, doing well in school, an A and B average or A or B average, a good SAT score or career training interest, high school graduation, college or training school acceptance, college or training school completion. Those may be your defining characteristics. So once you establish those defining characteristics, those major milestones that that client needs, then you have to determine which of those milestones are you poised to facilitate. And those become the defining characteristics for your organization. You align your defining characteristics with program outcomes and milestones. When you align your outcomes with those defining characteristics for mission attainment, you've got the winning formula for client success. So this way you will say from, we'll take a client from this phase to this phase by achieving these milestones through these program activities. That's how you create outcome measurement system, then everyone knows what part of this, this, this achievement process that they are responsible for, which milestone along this pathway are they responsible for? Every program knows that. So again, for interfaith, we have five self-sufficiency outcomes. We have stable housing. So Our facilities team knows that they're responsible for the stable housing portion. They're responsible for making sure apartments are ready, apartments are adequately um, furnished, apartments are functional. They're responsible for that. So the first S is stable housing. The second 
as is sufficient income. Our career services team knows they're responsible for assessing for career assessments. They're responsible for aligning our clients with training. If necessary, they're responsible for coaching them through the interview process and the job um, offer process. They know that that's the part they're responsible for. Our next S is saving safety net. Our financial coaches and success coaches know that it's their responsibility after clients are employed to make sure that they're reducing debt, to make sure that they're saving every month so they achieve their saving safety net target. They know they're responsible for that milestone. The fourth milestone is success in school. Our child care and youth services team know that they're responsible for ensuring that kids zero to five know what they need to know to start kindergarten at an advantage that they know their colors, their numbers, simple math. They know their ABCs, basic sounds. They're ready for phonics and reading. They know that that's, they, um, they can get along well with other kids. That's their responsibility. The after-school program and summer program know that it's their responsibility to make sure kids are reading on grade level, that they're performing math on grade level before they exit. So those kids have a greater chance of graduating from high school, being successful in life. So they know they're responsible for that milestone. And the fifth milestone is uh, success in life. Our success coaches know that they're responsible not only for helping our clients navigate the breadth of the fo- program, the full program, but they're also responsible for making sure that they have a success and sustainability plan in place upon graduation. We have these five milestones. Everybody knows their part. They all come together to ensure overall client success in a way that is number one, significant with the vast majority of our clients achieving these milestones, but most importantly, sustainable with 89% continuing to do so a year later. So that's how you do it. You decide which milestones that align with your mission is your organization responsible for and who does what. And everybody knows their part. Everybody's committed to their part. Everybody's accountable for their part. And then it all works together for the good of the organization. That's how you create an outcomes measurement system that aligns with your mission, that is outcomes oriented, that is um, accountability driven that most importantly works. So with that being said, I'm going to close as I like to close with a word of encouragement. When I do strategic planning work with my clients, The outcomes discussion can be one of the most challenging because it's difficult for some leaders to admit that months of activities and millions of resources did not result in the measurable, significant, and sustainable impact that they desired. It's really hard to face that truth, and many just don't face it because it makes them feel like a failure. But failure is not an end result. It's an interim one. Where you are now is in the interim or the middle of where you're going. If you take the lessons of the past and the realities of the day to create a brighter future, in the end, you will win. It is only failure if you stop now. It's only failure if if you fail to face the truth. Don't let pride cause you to quit short of your desired result. Face reality. And if it's negative, change it. It's really that simple. If you need help changing course, 
talk to me. Visit KimWConsulting.com and book a consultation today. Some of the consultations that I provide are so insightful and informative that further conversation isn't required. And others result in consulting engagements that change the trajectory of your organization for the better. Either way, you won't know what's possible until you take the next step. And I hope that you do. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for this time together. I want to thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness, for your faithfulness. I thank you for being the God of not just the beginning and not just the end, but the God of the middle. You're the God of the process. You are Alpha and Omega and everything in between. And so, Father, as we navigate this life's journey and when we find that we aren't quite where we need to be, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you work all things together for good. I thank you that we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. So, Let us humble ourselves before you. Let's admit when we make mistakes and help us to become better as a result. And I thank you for doing it. I thank you because I know you can. You've done it for me. And so I thank you for all of those others that are inspired to make positive changes in their organizations. And I pray that you would empower them to do so. Give them the resources, staff, the help that they need to do the work you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Today's tips can be found on my website, kimwconsulting.com. Just click the resource tab in the menu. You can also find information about my consulting services and upcoming events and subscribe to my monthly life and leadership newsletter. If you found this podcast helpful, please share, rate, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. And remember, change is inevitable but changing for the better isn't. Change wisely.